Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of ECH Post Game Live. And I think this is going to be a pretty fun one after a seven to one beatdown of the San Jose Sharks before Thanksgiving. And uh, as you can see, you've got the uh, Thanksgiving uh, setup here. Uh, my mom made this. I think it looks great. It's got a bunch of old family photos and stuff on it. But uh, yes, I'm uh, in California at my parents' house doing this. And we have Dylan, though, at Climate Pledge Arena. He will join us in a little bit to talk about that game uh, that he saw. He's seen some high-scoring Kraken games uh, in the few that he's been to. He saw that 9-8 win over LA. He gets to see this one in person. Uh, so excited to have him join us in a little bit. Uh, but thank you all for joining us uh, for this ECH post-game live presented by Flatstick Pub. I want to thank them for sponsoring all of our post-game lives this season. And uh, I mean... Great place to watch a Kraken game, certainly like that one. Uh, and yeah, the Sharks, I mean, I guess if you go like golf rules, maybe the, the Sharks won tonight with only, you know, one to seven. I guess, you know, for mini golf, the, the strokes there, maybe you want a hole in one uh, to the opponent's seven, but uh, certainly not in hockey uh, as the Kraken come out and just just beat the San Jose Sharks down. Um, uh, you know, this, I don't want to take anything away from what the Kraken did because this is what a good team should do to a bad team. The Sharks are a very, very bad team, uh, as we all saw if you watched that game. But the Kraken did what you should do to a team like that, and they just thoroughly beat them the whole way. So happy with the effort here. Uh, and we'll start things off, kick, th kick things off with a super chat here from Light. Thank you for the first super chat of the night there, Light. Uh, don't know why y'all are happy. Boys scored four in the first, but only three more for the rest of the game. Getting six, sick of these not full 60s by the Kraken, SMH. So, I mean, that is an interesting take. And I did see some of that on the Discord as well of people who maybe weren't satisfied with the Kraken's effort to kind of keep their foot on the gas in this one. But I, I will say, if you look a little bit closer at the second period, I don't think the Kraken parked the bus. When you park the bus like against the team, like you know the Islanders, the Flames, like they did, you're spending the period in your zone. You're sitting back and trying to play defensively and hang on to the lead. In the second period, shot attempts were 19 to three for the Kraken. I mean, they you know they went out there and I think they were trying to score. They didn't get many of those shot attempts on goal, um, but they certainly weren't allowing anything. And I think they were just in complete control. Third period, you know, they did allow a few more chances, but still you only allow 14 shots on goal through the whole game. That does tie a franchise record. I understand, certainly after the recent games, you know, being a little nervous about it. I, I get it. But in this one, especially given the score, I, I don't know. I feel I feel like it's acceptable tonight. Really, the real test is going to be in a couple days against Vancouver. You got to keep giving those 60-minute efforts, but I, I understand the concerns there light. Um Next super chat here from Chip. Arizona and Anaheim both lost their games. Our wild card spot is still safe, and we finally hit 500. I love just about everyone's performance tonight. Yeah, on the on the plus side of things, and I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about the plus side of things. Um, yeah, the Kraken are in a wild card spot, and this is that crucial Thanksgiving, that American Thanksgiving milestone, that that point where a lot of GMs and a lot of management people will look at their teams and decide, okay, what is this team really? And I think the stat is something like 76% of teams that are in a playoff spot on American Thanksgiving go on to make the playoffs that year. And so the Kraken can comfortably say they are in a playoff spot right now uh, going into American Thanksgiving and, and not just on points, but also on points percentage. Um, so I think that's a good sign going forward. Uh, super chat here from Gary. We didn't play down to our opponent. Adam did it for Dylan. Winter Classic jerseys are fire. Gord Bjorkstrand Tolvanen, we're on it. Let's go. Yeah, I don't think the Kraken played down to their opponent this time. And um, it's good to see them go out and just outclass a bad team, certainly after what we saw against the Islanders and the Flames recently. Um, you know, they were able to keep their, I, I think, you know, mostly keep their foot on the gas, but really just, just outclass this awful San Jose Sharks team. I mean, they are really bad. The Winter Classic jerseys, I agree. I think they are fire. They are really good looking. Um, I think the red numbers just bring them all the whole thing together. I, I, looking at the um, at the blank jerseys from the leaks, I, I, I wasn't entirely sure about them. Now I'm sure. I love them with the red numbers. It all just works together. Um, super chat here from light. Also, I was joking. Go crack it. Oh, okay. Well, so, so yeah, maybe I, I didn't detect the sarcasm. I just remember seeing on the discord though, there were, were some people that, uh, you know, maybe, you know, were uh, a little concerned about that, but yeah, the I mean, 
look, the Kraken kept their foot on the gas tonight and the real test is going to be Vancouver. You know, I, I understand it's six, nothing. It's, you know, it's tempting to not go out and try and make it 10, nothing and hit 10, even though some of us might've been hopeful for that. Um, but you know, the Kraken took care of business tonight. Uh, super chat here from Schultz. Not going to lie with the Kraken's history. I was a little fearful going into this one. They did what they had to no shutout, unfortunately for Joey. Yeah. I mean, that is the, the one downside of this game. I think is that Joey didn't get the shutout. Wasn't very busy tonight, but you know, you felt like he certainly deserved it. He made the saves when he needed to. Um, and I thought he was really good playing the puck as well. Not just on that play where he moved the puck up that kind of led to the, um, was it the, uh, the Bjorkstrand goal, but he just looked comfortable and calm the whole game. Cause the sharks were throwing a lot of pucks just into the zone, trying to get it out of their own zone. And I thought Decord was good at moving the puck up to his defenseman, up to his forwards and kind of starting those reloads that, you know, maybe a little bit more than you'd see from a normal game. Um, see as we scroll down further here another super chat here this one from seth uh seasons one and two tanev was hardly mentioned the last few nights hits he seems all over the place which is nice since he's on my sweater i got for one nice that's uh, always good to have a brandon tanev jersey and he's just had this crazy amount of energy since coming back from being injured it, you can tell he's just so happy to be back out there on the ice and it feels like at the start of a game, he is at his absolute fastest. And then it has kind of, you know, tailed off a little bit, you know, later in the game, you know, as one would expect as someone gets tired, but he gets this play for the goal early in the game where Wenberg just feeds him this perfect puck that he can kind of skate under. And, you know, it's like in football, you know, we're going to see some Thanksgiving football tomorrow. You know, you lead your receiver, right? You throw it out in front of them so they can go run under it. It felt like that with Brandon Tanev on that first goal, just catching up to that puck, using his speed, and then making the move to beat Kockinen on the breakaway. So good to see that from him uh, that early in the game. A super chat here. This one from DJ Singletone. Uh, missed most of the game. Missed our best D-man prospect, Caden, Pri uh, Caden Price. And won $0 out at bingo with my mom. But the Kraken win, the day's a dub. Yeah, the, the Kraken win, you know what? That that seals a dub for sure. Best D-man prospect, Caden Price. That is interesting. I mean, I, I defer to you on all the prospect stuff, DJ Singletone, but that's really interesting. I'd like to hear more about Caden Price, especially given the Kraken have some other good D prospects. So interesting, interesting. Uh, thank you for the super chat there. Another super chat from Light here. Also, Everly has seven points in his five games back. Definitely has uh, has come back strong. I agree with that. I mean, Everly and Tanev, like the two of them coming back from injury, that's been the boost that this team has needed. Um, just having a couple guys who maybe seem a little bit fresher out there, certainly motivated and are, are scoring most of all. Um, just having those two guys back, so, so important. And uh, Everly, you know, it's it's not always, you know, the most noticeable from him necessarily when he's going. Like obviously, you know, he, he scores some goals and, and, you know, he does his thing and you, he does make some highlight real plays like that pass to Matty Beniers last game. But, um, but, you know, just the quiet things he does on the ice too. And I think he's a lot of making that line with McCann and Beniers when they are that line together work um, is the quiet work that Jordan Everly's doing. Good to see him get rewarded with some points. Um, Chip, my love for Turbo was beginning to Chip with a super chat. Thank you, Chip, by the way. Um, my love for Turbo was beginning to falter, but he spoon fed right hooks to Burroughs for that hit he disliked, and I couldn't help but smile. I that was that was kind of a cool moment in the game, and we've talked about this over the course of the season about guys standing up for their teammates and making it clear that if someone takes a run at you, we're not going to take that. We're going to respond. That message is going to be sent. Uh, Turbo doesn't need anybody else to step in there uh, and respond for him. He was going to take care of that bit of business himself. He didn't like the uh, the high hit that was attempted there. And yeah, I mean, spoon-fed right hooks to Burroughs. I think that describes it pretty well. I mean, he, he just ragdolled him. I, excellent job by Tanev on that fight. You know, I know he's an energy guy, fourth line guy. Didn't know we could fight that well. That was that was pretty awesome from Brandon Tanev uh, standing up for himself there. All right, so I'm going to scroll back here um, to the start of chat. Thank you, everyone, for the super chats. So many, like 10 minutes of super chats right off the bat. Um, love seeing that after such a great game. I'm certainly saying with the little dancing emojis with the dance party, let's go. We'll have Dylan on here dancing a little bit later. James, <laughs> relegate the Sharks. God dang. I know they uh, I, I said this after five minutes of the game, but I, I could confidently say at that point, the Sharks, this Sharks team is the worst opponent the Kraken have ever faced. And I don't think it's particularly close. 
I mean, they are just god awful. And not to take anything away from the Kraken, but the Sharks, I, I don't know where to start with them. It just looked like they were playing at half speed compared to the Kraken. The speed difference was the biggest thing I saw. Um, just how how different they were and how fast they moved their feet and how fast they moved the puck. It was just like they were in different leagues. Um, Bach, I was scared for Dylan's safety after the Lars goal. I know we'll, we'll see if he's okay. See how he reacted to that one. But, uh, it really felt like that was coming, right? That Lars was going to save his first goal of the season for when Dylan was in the building. So glad to see it all come together. I know Dylan was texting me in all caps uh, after the Lars goal. So that's, that's good to see. Um, Coop absolutely brutal. Joey doesn't get a statistically quality start tonight. Minus 0.35 goal saved of expected, but what an effort from the boys praying this jump starts Tolby. That is rough on Joey Decord's part. Like what, what more could you really do? I just, I guess it's not your fault. Your team only allowed what, I guess like 0.65 expected goals in this game. But I mean, that, that speaks to how good the Kraken were in this one, just not allowing anything defensively. I mean, that is awesome. But uh, yeah, Joey certainly deserved a quality start, did everything you could ask for. Uh, and then B Joey deserved an assist on that Bjorkstrand goal, by the way, he did so well close to the shutout. He was, he was really close. I, now I don't, I don't want to blame anyone or blame the broadcast here, but they did show a graphic that had the word shutout on it. Uh, talking about the only other shutout at climate pledge arena being against the sharks in 2022. And at that point I was starting to feel a little nervous about the shutout maybe coming together. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe a little bit of a broadcast jinx there. The coup hilarious Lars actually had to score till Dylan was there. I, it's really funny. Um, every pointing out we're at 500 that, which is awesome. Um, chip asking who gets player of the game, uh, Bjorky turbo Tolvi decord for stepping up. Um, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, you could, uh, you could make an argument for a lot of different guys. Bjorkstrand had four points in this one. Um, you know, the, the defenseman played great too. I mean, you, I think every defenseman, except weirdly enough, Vince Dunn had a point uh, in this game. And so you could make an argument for any of them as well. It'll be a, it'll be a tough Davy Jones hat to give out. I think we can say that. Um, Edward, best way to buck the trend of squandering two goal leads is to go and get a six goal lead. Yeah, that's that's a lot harder to give up as a six goal lead. So if you can just do that every time, that's that's pretty solid. Um, and uh, let's see, Christian with the Thanksgiving dance party. Let's go. Um, and uh, scrolling down here a little bit on chat. Um, and Jake saying, wish Tanev could have gotten an assist for the Gordie Howe hat trick. I know we were all on Gordie Howe hat trick watch uh, with Tanev having the fight and the goal, uh, the assist, just the one that was left off. It'll happen at some point. I'm surprised it's taken this long for a Kraken to get a Gordie Howe hat trick, but uh, good effort from Brandon Tanev. I feel like he's got to be in the running, though, for whoever gets the first one. Yanni Gord, probably the favorite, but Tanev has got to be up there as well. Um Nicole Dylan's going to come in rocking the deep V. I mean, that would be impressive given that he's at the game and I don't think he wore the deep V to the game, but you never know. He might find a way after the Larson goal tonight. Um, everyone pointing out the ducks losing in regulation. That's good. Um, Hey, circling Seattle sports. Hello from Charles Dylan and Scott. Yeah, I'm sure you're uh, waiting to talk to the players there. Thanks for uh, chiming in and chat there. Hello to all three of you uh, covering the game. Edward saying nice background. Love it. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Coop official position petition to change the winter classic opponent from Vegas to San Jose. I think it would lead to a, yeah, a, maybe a more fun game for the Kraken. Um, although you do want a close game. I think you want a more competitive game uh, than, than what it would probably be. But yeah, that uh, Vegas still does scare me a little bit. Um, did Dylan bring the five gum tonight from Lindsay? Uh, we can ask him. We'll see. We can ask him in a little bit. I'm sure he'll be on here uh, soon, some point soon. We'll see how long it takes, too. I wonder how long or short uh, the answers are going to be from everyone following a game like this. I feel like there's not a whole lot you can say necessarily. It's like the you know the flip side of, of the bad game against Calgary. It's like, I mean, yeah, just we, we, were, we were clicking in every area. Everyone was really good. We did everything right. I, I don't know what more you can say, but we'll see what the players and coaches had to say uh, a little bit later. Um, cheap seed sports word is Dylan is going, Dylan is going deep V tonight. Oh boy. Oh boy. Am I ready? I don't know if I'm ready for this. And, and, uh, yeah, Scott would know. So, uh, Scott with the inside word there, I, I cannot wait. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Everyone stick around for that. Um, let's see. 
uh, yeah, everyone just really, really enjoying that the the Kraken, you know, got it done against, even though it was a bad team, just took care of business and didn't hold up. This would have felt bad. I agree, I agree if it was like a 3-2 win or something like that. A team like this, you got to blow them out of the water. Um, let's see. Uh, Striatic, I love Ellie. One of my favorite goals of the year by skill level. Yeah, I mean, Ellie Tolvanen, um, you know, with a, a couple goals, in this one. And, and I mean, he was another guy who was just a real standout. He wasn't afraid to shoot the puck. Wasn't afraid to take advantage of the chances he got that one that bounced off the boards. He banked in the, off the goalie. That was great. Uh, and then the shot later uh, against Blackwood to, to respond to. And I think that's an important moment in this game too. The shutout is broken. The Kraken give up a goal. And, and as Dylan pointed out to me too, right after they kind of got a little bit too loose and it's understandable getting a little loose in a six to nothing game. But when a puck does go in your net, you have to go out there and respond and, and kind of send that message that, yeah, you know, we, we maybe took our foot off the gas for a second, but we're going to remind you that, you know, who, which team's in charge. Uh, and with the Tolvin goal, they absolutely did that. I, I think it makes you feel a lot better about their third period effort uh, getting that one. Um, let's see. Yeah. Touchdown from go check yourself. Um, and everyone pointing out the, I, I love everyone's scoreboard watching this early too, talking about the division rivals losing. And it's fun to be able to look at the standings again. Cause I know when the Kraken were toward the very bottom, you know, you don't want to be just looking at the standings like, okay, are we last place or, or, you know, how close are we to it? But when you're in the thick of that playoff race, it's really fun to watch the standings even this early in the season. And I, I hope we all kind of get to continue to do that uh, as the Kraken hopefully start to climb um, a little bit more. Um, wow. Okay. I, I'm fairly behind in chat sorry everyone uh lots of messages in chat here um yeah rj playing it straight makes it it makes it funnier yeah with the with the joke for the first one um so yeah uh let's see yeah the, the light sense of humor i appreciate that um Coop, uh, I got to say, RJ and Dylan are so nice about every team we play, all of our own players, coaches, etc. But hearing them absolutely rip on the Sharks cracks me up. I, you know, it for me personally, it, it comes from many years of, of cheering for the Sharks um, and following the team and everything. I, I, I say it from a place of great closeness to the franchise. I've, I've seen a lot of San Jose Sharks hockey. I've never seen anything like this team. This is the worst Sharks team in my lifetime. I have no problem ripping them because, you know, I actually don't think it's a bad thing for them. I think you maybe being this bad is taking it overboard a little bit. But, you know, this is this is what they should be doing when you're in a rebuild. You want to tank. You want to be bad. You want to get a high draft pick. But, man, it's ugly. Uh, so I don't have any problem with that. Um, so uh, let's see. Um, Coop Berkey better come back side, you know, 10,000 points. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once, once Berkey comes back too, that's, that's another jolt that this team is going to have, um, you know, for goal scoring wise. And hopefully this game just kind of gets some of those guys going that were maybe on the side a little bit. Just it's a confidence builder. Sometimes that can help you even when you do play against a good team later. Um, and, and hopefully Berkey just has a, has a game, you know, cause he was back on the ice this morning too. I mean, for morning skate, I got to talk to Dylan too. I want to ask him how Berkey looked. Cause of course I'm here in California. Dylan was up there watching him. He got to see him. I don't know you know, how fluid he looked with the skating, what kind of stuff he was doing. But uh, I'd love to hear that from Dylan uh, a little bit later when he comes to join us. Um, let's see, uh, Lindsay Macklin Celebrini, you are a San Jose Shark. Well, no, I think we all know Edmonton's going to win the lottery, but the Sharks will still get a top three pick. Uh, so that'll be good for them. Uh, Bjorky got first star. I mean, well-deserved, four points. You know, I, you, you could pick so many guys, but... Um, although, you know, usually they'll, they'll give the Davy Jones hat to someone who had kind of more of an unsung effort. So I don't know. They give it to the guy with the most points in this one. It'd be interesting to see who gets it. Um, yeah. As, and Zoe pointing out, it depends on who had the Davy Jones hat last. Uh, I think it's Maddie. I wonder who Maddie would give it to. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, the, the hat could go to so, I mean, take your pick tonight. It could go to so many different guys. Um, Tammy, great night. Missed most of the game out visiting family, but what a wonderful surprise when I tuned in. 
go Kraken. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, a lot of you with family. And thank you, everyone who's tuning in like the night before Thanksgiving to join us for post game live. I, I know you probably have a lot of, you know, commitments with Thanksgiving being tomorrow and everything, uh, but really appreciate you spending the time here uh, with us. Um, it's, it's just great. I, I love seeing this community all come together, especially after a game like that where we get to celebrate. Um, just a really fun time. And I'm feeling good going into Thanksgiving tomorrow. I mean, this, this backdrop really has me in the Thanksgiving spirit here. Um, let's see, uh, Zoe, seeing how close the Tolvi goal and the Sharks goal were on Money Puck, practically on top of each other. Um, yeah, I mean, they were, it was a very quick response. I think that just sends the message that much more emphatically uh, that, yeah, we, we can do what we want when we want. Um, all right, so we got Dylan here. Uh, looking forward to this. All right. Uh, are you ready, Dylan? This is going to be a fun one, I think. He's giving me the thumbs up. All right, let's go. Hey, Dylan, how's hey. it? Feels a little different than the last time I saw you after the game here, huh? Yeah, just a, just a little bit. I think the mood for everybody involved, especially in the locker room, was a, was a tad bit different for this one. Um, uh, hell of a game, right? Like, it's just where we got to start off. I know you and I were texting back and forth throughout. There was a lot of things about this one that we just didn't think you'd ever see at the NHL level, maybe. But uh, no, it was a fantastic win for the Kraken and uh, everything. Yeah, I mean, everything was fantastic. Yeah, all right. We'll start it off with a super chat here from Jessica. Jessica knows exactly what we need to talk about first. Dylan, do, do, do. thanks for making that happen. I know it was you. What was it like being in the building for Adam Larson's first goal of the season? I think that is the most emotion I've ever like shown on a press bridge, right? Because you know, normally, you're, you're yeah, okay. you gotta keep, keep it cool, keep it professional, all that stuff. But uh, that one, that one definitely got up from me. Just couldn't <laughs> couldn't help it. Uh, no, it was fantastic, and what a shot too, right? Like, and the way it rimmed around, everything was just—it was fantastic. It was perfect. Could not have asked for better. Uh, and for him to get going, I mean, Bjorkstrand talked about it afterwards, just that, like how fun it is when he's going and when he's, you know, playing as well as he can play and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, no, definitely feeling it. Didn't get him for media, unfortunately, but uh, definitely feeling it. It, it. Go ahead. and There you go. There's the deep How's V, that? the ultra deep V. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Have to do that for the Adam yeah, Larson you know. goal. <laughs> I was wondering how you're going to pull off the deep V there, but I mean, this is, this is why we have, yes. the, uh, you know, it's lovely, like a half zip. I was going to say, our lovely friends of the show, right in there, uh, you know, already in the post game saying I was going to be bringing it. So, you know, I may have made a stop on my way out here to uh, get rid of the undershirt and uh, here we go. <laughs> they promised you had to deliver. I I'm glad you did. Um, and we got another super chat in here waiting for you to arrive. I'm sure it's from Gregory. Lemon, lime, Gatorade time, baby. Oh, you did what we were supposed to do to an inferior opponent. Hashtag winter classic jerseys are sweet. Uh, that they are. And I'm sure everybody's had a great time with that. All right, Gregory, I don't have lemon, lime because they didn't have it. I've got Glacier Freeze. So sorry, I'll, I'll try to make it work. Um, you didn't steal they, some from the, the team's refrigerator that you saw this morning? That's what I was going to say, Gregory, so you know, and, and for everybody, right? Clearly, as we've, as we've all long known, Kraken listened to, to everything you and I do, RJ, very, very closely. And so in the, uh, in the team refrigerator, I was noticing at the, at the bottom there, they've got the, like, the biggest things I've ever seen. Those have to be like three-gallon things. Like they're bigger than a gallon for sure, maybe two-gallon. Uh, things of Gatorade and it is all lemon lime and I and you know what I I feel responsible for that in a good way there you go the team getting it done powered by lemon lime Gatorade thank you for the super chat Gregory uh and uh Gregory saying it's all good Dylan about the blue Gatorade Coop adding blue Gatorade's the best anyways so shots fired Coop there as Casey pointing out Patrick thinks red is best and also saying greetings from Osaka uh yeah nice. the time difference there that's that's pretty crazy yeah um so i mean you uh you heard from Bjorkstrand about you know it's fun when larson's getting going uh, any other takeaways from you know the players the coaches i know it's hard to really provide any kind of analysis about this game just given the the total kind of beatdown that it was these teams being in a different class from each other what was the takeaway from the guys you know i just said everybody's happy 
right? Like everybody's just walking around with the, the biggest smiles you could ever expect. And, and everybody was just feeling it. You know, we, we got Tovalin and Bjorkstrand and they were just, you know, talking about how much fun they were having, how, what a great game it was, you know, just how they were able to, to get things done, put out the consistent effort, the full effort, all that kind of stuff. You know, a, a lot of the stuff you'd expect, same with Hackstall, right? You know, like, oh, I thought the, you know, I thought the first period went well and, and you know, <laughs> oh, helped yeah. establish tone and all that kind of stuff. Bjorkstrand talked about it's nice to do these in division. They talk about that beforehand that, you know, those are those are a little bit more important just because of the point swing. I don't know that they had well. to worry about that with their Sharks <laughs> so much, but you know, they got Vancouver coming up and that's, a, that's a big game. And he was talking about it for that. So I think it's, it's one of those, you know, where, where everybody's just kind of feeling it and everybody knows what they did. And like, everybody knows who they played tonight too, right? Like that's a part of it. And you, you could see on the ice that it wasn't, I mean, I, I don't even know how to describe it, RJ. Like it was, I, I just, it was, it was probably the worst effort I've seen an NHL team ever put forward live. Yeah, I I mean, I wasn't there live to see it, but five minutes into the game, you know, I tweeted that th this is the worst opponent the Kraken have ever had, and I didn't think it was particularly close. I felt comfortable saying that after five minutes, it was just that clear, and I think, you know, I, my opinion certainly didn't change over the course of this game. Um, you know, you and I don't don't mind piling on, but I understand, you know, the players and coaches probably don't want to. Um, but uh, we got another super chat here from Chip. Thank you, Chip. Hackstall giving praise to multiple players in his interview just now, like a proud father, almost bringing a tear to my eye. Yeah, no, you talk about Brandon Tanev there. I mean, everybody's talking about Turbo just because he's just he's Turbo, man. And this is another great performance from him, dropping the gloves again, getting two-thirds of the way to a Gordie Howe hat trick. One day so we'll close. get there, everybody. One day we will get there. Um, but yeah, I know. I mean, everybody's just just fantastic and and it was it was a complete effort it was interesting to watch them play this game too right we talk about how you know the level of opponent that they were playing but i thought it was interesting that there were times where i was starting to get a little worried that it was like look you guys are maybe trying to get a little too cute here especially in the second and third periods right maybe you're trying to make that one extra pass you don't need to make right like take what the defense is giving you they're giving you plenty you don't need to be forcing these things and I think that that was maybe a little bit of a of a lesson learned for them as well, right? If you are up, right? They, they, this is a team that struggled holding on to leads, and there was plenty of chances that that the Sharks weren't able to really capitalize on. But you know, another team would. And I got to imagine that there's going to be still, even though this was a seven-one victory and it looked the way it did, and you hold them to only one shot uh, in the second period. I got to think that there's going to be, you know, sections of film from this that the coaching staff's going to show the guys and be like, look, we're playing like literally anybody else. This is a problem, right? Yeah, as, the, as crazy as it is, a 7 1 win. Yeah, it felt like there was still some meat on the bone there in this game. Um, so, uh, Lindsay saying, Kraken are undefeated since the Winter Classic jersey was officially released. Just saying, those things are flying off the shelves. Mm. Already so many in the stands. Yes. Dylan, how many of those did you see in the stands? A lot. Like I was, I was surprised by how many I saw in the stands tonight. And they just, it, they look fantastic, right? Like I know there's some people who are, you know, eh, maybe a little still on the fence about it, or they don't like the striping, right? I, I get that, but I think they look fantastic. Seeing them in person really does a lot too. I would definitely recommend people if you can, uh, you know, if you're in the Seattle area near a Kraken team store, go in there and check them out because I, I think that helps a lot when you see the felt and the stitching and the and the work that they did and. And the colors in person too, especially that off white, because you know some of the pictures it looked almost gray, but it it really is more of an off white in person. Um, but yeah, I mean they were they were all over the place tonight. Everybody's wearing them. Everybody's pumped for the Winter Classic. And, I mean, you can just tell it's going to be electric in a, about a month and a half here. Oh yeah, and and Schultz wondering also how much are the Winter Classic sweaters in the team shop? Trying to figure out the best way to get one in Australia. Oh, that's going to be tough. Uh, so at the team shop, and I believe it's the same online, it's 200 for a blank one, 300 if you get it personalized. I don't know. I think there is a, a like a Fanatics, like that's for the, like the Adidas, like, you know, quote unquote authentic one. Um, I, I think there's a Fanatics one. I saw one that was like a women's cut uh, at the Kraken team store earlier. It was just on a mannequin. They didn't have any on the racks. So I don't know what the deal is with that. That's good. I would assume just be online through Fanatics. Um, but those, that's what you're looking at right now. It's, it's a lot of money, right? Like there's, there's no way around that, right? Even for a blank one, 200 bucks is, is a decent chunk of change, but I do think it's going to, you know, it's a nice Jersey. 
you're always going to feel good bringing it out, wearing it to a game or wearing it while watching a game at home if you're in Australia. And uh, it's going to just be like a cool piece of memorabilia to remember, the, you know, a very significant moment in Kraken history. Yeah, if you're going to shell out for a jersey, I don't think you can do much better than that, no. uh, than that jersey. And um, Jen saying, for the record, I got photos of Turbo ragdolling the Sharks player in that fight. I forget who it was because Sharks. Uh, and people pointing out, thank you in chat, it's Kyle Burrows. But yeah, I mean, that fight was probably a cool moment to watch live also. It was. Yeah, no, it was especially because of how it developed. I was actually talking with you when it kicked off. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to get uh, a video of the fight. I know, RJ, stop bugging me while I'm at the game. Uh, but it was it was fun because, you know, look, it's still hockey. And when stuff like that happens, especially in a game like this, you know what that player is trying to do for their team. Not not Turbo, but uh, Burroughs on the Sharks, right? You know, getting shellacked at that point. I believe it was five nothing. And so you understand what's going on there. I think Tanev did, too. It was a it was a good kind of quick fight. Um, but everybody everybody knew what was going on. And look, it got the crowd involved. Right. Like at, at some point, the crowd, you know, you're up five nothing but it can kind of go into that lull a little bit, you know, cause you know, all right, we're up five. Games decided. Things are good. And, it, and what is it about the sharks RJ where we can just have 15 minutes straight with no, no whistle. Every time we play the, the sharks, just kept going the second periods, especially it's like, there's two whistles the entire second periods, whenever we play the sharks. And so, you know, you get into a, kind of a situation like that and it just kind of helps get everybody back up on their feet, get the noise level loud, all that kind of stuff, finish out the period strong. Yep. Uh, super chat here from absurdly sane. Uh, thankful for a Kraken win with a little turkey emoji. Thankful for a Kraken win and thankful for the ECH community. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Big happy Thanksgiving to you. Absurdly sane. Thankful for you. And of course, thankful for this awesome community. I was kind of, you know, waiting for Dylan to get on board here before, you know, we went to the Thanksgiving thing, but certainly I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite mm -hmm. holiday. Um, I, I love that the theme is gratitude. I mean, I, I don't think you can have a better theme for a holiday. And, you know, you really do kind of count your blessings on a day like Thanksgiving. And I've certainly given that a lot of thought, you know, in the lead up here. And I mean, of course, this community is, you know, right up near the top of the list. This is just so, so special. So very thankful for all of you and, and wishing you all a happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. I'll let, I'll let Dylan talk for a second now too. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you said that all beautifully. Very well done. Um, yeah, no, it's it's definitely, it's, it's fantastic. Super thankful to have the incredible community that we have, right? Each and every one of you, seeing all the names here in chat, uh, just like always, it's it's super fantastic. It's super special, especially like on tonight, right? Something like the Larson thing happens and I'm getting Twitter DMs from a bunch of people. Everybody's <laughs> responding in chat and we're just having like a good time. And it just, you know, it's it's you're spending time with friends when stuff like that happens, right? And, and that's always super significant and great and uh, perfect background you got there, RJ. Yes, got the little Thanksgiving background that my mom made. Uh, yep. You know exactly where this is yep. in the house. Yep. yep, all the holidays, it's there. All the pictures, you and your family. I'm in there on some of them. I love it. Yep, you are. You're on here. I can't point it out. I don't remember exactly where it is, but you're on there too. Um, yeah, so that, that's uh, looking forward to Thanksgiving tomorrow. I'm I'm also excited to uh, eat the Thanksgiving food. That's what I was going to say. You, you, yeah, you're leaving out the fact that there's you know football all day and a lot of food. I think that's part of, that that factors into the equation, right, RJ? Oh yeah, I, a little <laughs> bit, a little bit. You you know me. I'm a sucker for the Thanksgiving food. Um, and yeah, lots to, um, you know, see the, the thanks coming in here on chat, you know, on a cat, big thanks for everything you both do DCH and this great community. Um, and, uh, Brooke saying half season ticket holder, forget which line, uh, and first time I saw them win in person this season. Thankful for that. Oh, that's yeah. good to get that in before Thanksgiving. The, the first win at home this season for you. Uh, glad you got to see it in person there, Brooke. Definitely. I mean, this was a fantastic game to watch too, right? Get up on your feet seven times. Uh, eight if you factor in that turbo scrap, right? So yeah, lots of lots of good stuff in this one. Must have been a, a fantastic experience. Probably got half the like home games worth of goals just from from this one alone. Just about right. I mean, have, have you talked about the fact that like this is going to go a long way when it comes to addressing like the goal differential number for the Kraken? That's something that we've been looking a little at a bit. Little Actually, bit, no, I don't right? think I brought that up yet. Okay, well, I mean, you know, six goals uh, going in the right direction will certainly help you out in this one. I think the fact that you get another two points is significant. Twenty-one points through twenty-one games. I mean, it's it's brutal how many games the Kraken have been playing, and it, you know, you're just going to go again. Uh, on Friday, but I, I think that's been significant. But Hextall talked about the fact that, look, it, it, 
he thought uh, in their last nine, seven of those games, they've been able to pick up points, right? They're trending in the right direction. They've addressed all of those things. We've talked about this before. They've addressed the stuff. They're, they're working forward. They're pushing forward. They're moving in a positive direction. And they find themselves in that all-important playoff spot going into the Thanksgiving holiday. Now, I know, you know that's, that's been your thing, RJ. It's been a big part of it. I mean, everybody was talking about it today. I did on my way out here on the drive out from Gig Harbor. I was listening to the Jeff Merrick show and he had general manager of the Washington Capitals on and he was talking with him about it. And they were both talking that they think if ever there was a year where that number could you know, drop a little, it would be this year just because of the insane amount of parity that we've seen from the NHL and some of the good teams everybody know are good teams but they haven't you know they struggled out of the gate a little bit right and uh, they didn't name names but i gotta imagine maybe seattle was one of those um so it's it's going to be interesting i i don't want to you know count uh, count everything is over and you know late november but it is still a big deal yeah and also this year too with teams like the edmonton oilers out of it you know who, who could still potentially turn around you know minnesota wild uh the new jersey devils not in a playoff I was spot say, the Thanksgiving. that's one, probably yeah. the number one team but you do see identify some teams there that are on the outside that, that may get in as well yeah definitely so you know it's still going to be one where the kraken are going to still have to put in the work you know this like like i said night like tonight there were still things that they needed to work on right um there was times where you know they maybe took their foot off the gas. Again, that's something you don't really want to do in the NHL. You can get away with it tonight, but not usually. Um, and, and you know, you got to figure out maybe not playing too cute, maybe not trying to force things, take what the defense is giving you. It's okay if it's if it's a, maybe a lower quality shot, but you're still then, you know, getting a goalie cover. You're getting an offensive zone draw, right? You get a chance to pin them back, keep them on their heels, stuff like that. I still think that's something that the Kraken need to work on. But when you have nights like this, you get that confidence. You're able to work on some of that stuff. You're able to push forward. I felt like they did that a lot in the third period for this one. It was very much like, let's not play a third period the way we've been playing third periods, right? And I, I felt like that was kind of a point of emphasis for them. And that's when you saw them kind of foot back on the gas a little bit after the second period. I thought that was really good to see. And, and hopefully that carries over uh, into other games where, you know, things are going to be a little closer. Yeah, I think that was important. I talked about the statement, certainly that the uh, the Tolvin and goal made, or the second Tolvin and goal. I mean, you know, the response right after allowing one, right. you know, showing we can put our foot back on the gas. We're yep. in control here. Uh, you know, we're not going to just let you guys get away with uh, with scoring a goal here. Um, super chat from DJ Singletone. Thank you, DJ Singletone. Uh, Bjorkstrand had as much expected goals as the Sharks. Yeah, I mean, he did. There's no way around that. I know Money Puck was pretty hilarious to look at after this one, to be perfectly honest. The, the widow meter is just like pegged all the way in favor of the Kraken. The thing, though, that I, you know, and I've, I've been talking about this a lot on the post games, is you look at the shot chart, right? And again, think about how many of those goals tonight of those seven RJ were scored in and around the net, right? Like that's a, that's a big deal. Yes, it's against the Sharks, whatever, but that's that's where you're going to score against anybody. That's where the Kraken have really been working on things. That's what they worked on at practice yesterday. All their drills were about going down the slot, taking shots about halfway in or lower. That's what they were really trying to put an emphasis on, especially in transition, was working towards the middle, right? Getting to the goaltender, getting to the crease. And I think you saw some of that tonight. And I just think that's something that, you know, it's going to be a good recipe and it's something that should help them stay consistent in scoring. I mean, they, they have been, right? That's why every game's 4-3. They're scoring three or four goals every night. But that's a big part of it is because they're going to those high percentage areas. And then with the D, you know, looking a little better. There was times where they played back a little too far tonight, I felt like. Not as bad as the Sharks, obviously. <laughs> uh, but there was times where I still felt like they, were, they played a little too far back. They need to be a little bit more aggressive as far as keeping other teams out. There was a little too many dangerous chances, especially in the first period um, in front of Joey that, you know, maybe a better team would have been able to put one home. Uh, so I think the D still needs to work on that stuff up front and just keeping teams to the perimeter. But it's all there. Like, the, the building blocks are all there. It's just a matter of time before it really comes together. And that's when I'm I'm going to be really intrigued to see what this team can deliver, RJ, because if they're getting, you know, points almost every game right now, a lot of overtime performances, obviously, what, what are they going to look like if they figure that out on, on D to go along with that kind of consistent effort offensively where they're getting those high percentage looks? I think we're, we'll see a lot of those, you know, instead of just, you know, oh, we got points in seven of nine, maybe that turns into, you know, we won six of nine. 
right? And things start really looking better and you start able to bank, bank some points and put separate yourself from the field a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned, uh, it's kind of started that practice yesterday and kind of the things that they worked on getting to those high scoring areas. Uh, you did get to see practice yesterday and, and I'm glad you did get to see a practice in person too, because I've been really eager to get your take on how the Kraken have been practicing, what they've been working on. How do you feel like practice yesterday kind of, um, you know, led into what they were able to do today? Well, it's a lot of what I just said, right? Like they were working, especially on breakouts, they were working on transition stuff, which they just love to do in practices, RJ, right? Whether it's you oh, yeah. up here or it's me up here, the practice is time to work on transitions. But what I thought was unique about this was unlike previous practices I've seen in, in seasons past, they were they were working on transitions, kind of doing the whole diamond thing, RJ, right? Like let's work on transition, get it to the boards and out of our zone. And then when it comes to getting into the offensive zone, let's hit guys streaking towards the middle, have them go down the slot and, and try to get shots from there or or just to the side of it where you saw a lot of goals tonight for the Kraken, right? Like you look at the, the Tolvanen goals, you look at Yanni Gord's goal, like these are these are goals very much coming off of what I was seeing them work on in practice yesterday where it's attacking off a transition, you're kind of coming down your slot adjacent maybe just to the side of the crease there, but you're still you know, you're, you're getting past the defense, you're putting them in a tough spot, you're forcing them to have to collapse to the middle, which the Sharks really just never did. So those guys just had time and space in and around both Sharks goaltenders, uh, and you were able to get some things done there. So I think, like I said, the Kraken, they know what they need to do, and they've been working on it. And that's why I'm still so excited for that kind of the three days off where they can rest up, get, you know, heal all the bumps and bruises that I'm sure have accumulated as they've played a quarter of the season now. Um, but really just to really start fine tuning some of the stuff that they've been working on, really focus in on the details to kind of take it to that next level. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing what they can do with that. So turning back to chat, sorry, we uh, you know, were away from chat for a sec. I just really wanted to hear about, you know, the practice yesterday. Um, and we've got some great messages of, of gratitude here. And I want to, I want to get to chip. I'm thankful I got into hockey at just the time to see the crack and develop as a team and be a part of the community as it develops as well. I mean, certainly good timing to get into hockey, especially, you know, with yeah. the Kraken starting out doing what they're doing. I think there's a lot of people in this community who kind of got into hockey with the Kraken and are all kind of, you know, growing and, and getting to learn it, you know, with us. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's been one of the things that you and I have I've loved about this experience is being able to share the game that we love and that we're grateful for and, and you know, educate people. And that's still, I think, the number one thing when, when you know, I talk with people when I'm up here or even on Discord and stuff that I, I feel like we hear is people who are new to the sport and how excited they are to have found hockey and, and you know, just all the great things that it can bring. What, what an amazing experience it is, how great it is to, you know, go to a game live and, and all that fun stuff. And it's been it's been a big honor to be part of that journey for a lot of people um, along the way through ECH. Yep, and enjoying like a, a night like tonight is a big part of that as well. Uh, this one from Jen, our photographer. I'm thankful for ECH adopting me and giving me the opportunity to do this whole photo thing, which is the best thing in the world. We are thankful for you, Jen. I mean, we can't say it enough. I, you know, Dylan, I go ahead. I, I'm trying to think of all the wonderful things to say about Jen. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll just speak, I'll speak to Jen right now. He's showing me a great picture from the turbo fight right now. There you go. Uh, but yes, no, we were, we were very, very lucky to have Jen uh, join us last season and, and just all the work she's been doing has been incredible. Uh, it's, it's really allowed us to step up our A game. Our Instagram would be nothing without Jen. I think we can all agree on that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yes, no, very, very thankful to have Jen here with us. Yeah, I'm Casey adding that's so cool, Jen. Thanks for doing that thing you do. Daniel, I love your photos, Jen. Uh, and um, let's see, there's no, oh, uh, Milo. Jen is an amateur photographer, not sports though, lol. I am in awe of your photos. Uh, love the love for Jen there. Um, appreciate that. Um, let's see. And then um, we've got uh, Rayanne. You guys have been wonderful. Uh, thankful for this community. Thankful for you, Rayanne. Uh, Casey, thanks to Dylan and RJ. I enjoy hanging out with the community on post games. Oh, hi, Jen. <laughs> there we oh, go. There you go. Yep. <laughs> love it. Love it. Jen, go on. I wish I could be there. Wish I, could I know. I know. It's so rare. Like, I think that one Coachella picture 
from from the playoffs last year. I think that's the only time all three of us have ever been in the same place together. I think so too. It is really rare. Of course, it would happen in Coachella Valley. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's great. Um, so Casey, thanks to Dylan and RJ. Enjoy hanging out with the community on post games. Thanks for providing this to us. Thank you, Casey, for being here. And I think there was a comment from Casey earlier. I don't know where it came. Uh, he's right. You are beautiful, RJ. Shoot, Dylan's cute too. Let's go. <laughs> so thank you for that as well, Casey. Yep. Um, circling Seattle sports. Thankful to have such excellent friends up on the press grid, such as RJ and Dylan. Thankful for you, Charles. Uh, I, I don't know if I don't know if he's there over on the other side of the camera too. No. He often is. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, Charles. Appreciate no, you. It's been great to to spend time with with Charles and with everybody up here. It's just been it's been fantastic just to you know be on that side of it. These are all people I, I have to interact with from you know thousands of miles away. So to be able to spend time with you, Charles, has been a lot of fun. And uh, and and same for everybody up there on the bridge. Yeah, glad you're getting to experience that as well. Uh, Edward, uh, big heart to RJ and Dylan for their excellent coverage. Jen for her excellent photos and the ECH community for being your excellent selves. Thankful to be a part of the community with you all. Thank you for that message there, Edward. Um, and all the smiles and all the yay, you know, yay, Jen in the chat. Love seeing that. Um, all right, let's scroll back a little up here, the more hockey-related things. Um, uh, Joachim here, I wish we would have picked up Alex Nylander on waivers earlier in October. He has the tools. And if the Leafs can't afford to extend Willie, we would have an ace up our sleeve trying to get him. I, I knew you were going with the Willie Nylander thing from yeah. the start there. Uh, what do you think about that idea? I, it's an interesting one, right? Like it's, I guess it's kind of the same problem with everything. Like where, where would he slot in is the problem. Right at the yeah. end of the day, it's just I, I don't know where in the lineup there's there's the hole for him, unfortunately. Um, but I, yeah, that's that's the that's the one thing with everybody. I mean, everybody brings up great suggestions of players for the Kraken, right? Whether it's here, or, you know, on Twitter and Discord and stuff. But the one thing I just always come back around to is I don't know where Ron is really supposed to add somebody, unless uh, you know there's a significant injury, which obviously none of us want. I'm knocking on the closest thing to what I have here. Um, but it's, it's just, it's this, this plastic seat. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where I, I don't know. I just don't know where, where guys are supposed to fit in to this lineup. There's just too many, there's too many guys already on the Kraken. Or right. Yeah. You'll have someone there. like a Ty Cartier who then, you know, might be out of the lineup or whatever, if you need to put somebody yeah, else in. Yamamoto, right. Or, or Belmar. Like it just, it's, it's like impossible. Yep. Or, you know, you put him on a first line with Willie Nylander and, and whatever center you want to do. And well, if yes, it gets him here, line. like that, yeah, the, that, the is, line. that is true, right? You, if it gets him here kind of thing, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a good problem yeah. that the Kraken have. <laughs> yeah. I don't, we'll come up with some fun, creative ways this offseason. If he makes it to free agency to try and convince him to come to Seattle. Yeah. I mean, I guess just wait till after the trade deadline. <laughs> yeah. That's the roster yeah. limit. You're fine. Yeah um let's see uh, absurdly saying micah mccurdy's data viz chart for the game in the second period was hilarious he commented the sharks went home i did see that that was really funny basically i mean i don't remember the exact time but it, i think it was it was just about two minutes left right that that the sharks got their one shot on goal in the second period it was right as i had texted you that i was like i don't they haven't had a shot this period like i don't think they've done that and of course i jinxed it right away um, don't worry. Everybody up on the breast bridge was thinking it. We all jinxed it together. Oh yeah. Uh, it wasn't just me, but it was, it was one of those where it was just like, what is, what is happening? And what's crazy is I didn't think it was a great period for the Kraken either. Right. They were trying to do way too much. That was the period that they were, you know, trying to get like the, the most cute with passes and with things, how many just fanning on a pass, right? Like they were picking up their head before they were really making the play. Yeah. Well, like 19 thing. shot attempts, but only like six of those make it on goal. I mean, they were, I think they were trying yeah. to do a little too much. It, it was one of those interesting things. Now I will say this also for everybody. I don't know what the final number ended up being, but really every time I checked it throughout this entire game, and I don't know if you know what I'm going to say here, RJ, Kraken lost the faceoffs. <laughs> Of course, of course. Like of, of like of everything in this game, like you dominated this game. Like I'm sitting there talking about it. I texted you this. I've never seen on a power play a team have that much time and space the way the Kraken did on a power play on their power play tonight, right? And I mean, there's just so many things that went just so awful. If you're San Jose, you won the faceoff battle, which there you, you know, go played right into the Kraken's hands. Of course. 
they they can take that uh, into the room away with them. I, I, yeah, there are so many things. Like I, I think you texted me. I've never seen a team have this much time and space on the power play. It was crazy. Before. It was crazy. And then how good, especially that first power play. Like that's the one I would always come back to. The passing that the Kraken had on that first power play was incredible. They they had it. I think the Sharks finally cleared it with 53 seconds left on the on the PK. So you for a minute and seven seconds, the Kraken were just solidly in the Sharks zone, getting fantastic looks making plays, keeping it, keeping the puck in the zone. They did a great job of that. I mean, Vince Dunn had to really almost practically dive for one to keep it in the zone, but they were able to keep it in the zone and everybody was able to cook a little just because nobody was pressuring them. It was, it was kind of wild. And, and uh, you could hear them on the bench, the coaching staff of the Sharks trying, like screaming at them and just, it wasn't working. Huh? Interesting. So I've never seen something like that. It was like squirts, RJ, right? The coaches screaming out to the to the kids, right? Like, oh, you got to be over there. Step like, up, step Come up. on, do this. It was yeah. like that, but it was at the NHL level. I don't, I, it was crazy. Crazy. Kind of jealous you were there to see it. I just, it, I, I <laughs> love going to games that are just unique play. or different or special. This one, it seemed like it had that feel. It did. And they did the same thing on the Sharks power play too. The whole coaching staff was like screaming at them to try to make something happen and just wasn't. Yeah. Uh, it was a very unique game. Kibox pointing out David Quinn after the game said, I mean, just embarrassing. We lost every single battle. Didn't win uh, face. You did win face offs. Well, yeah, no, apparently not actually. You've been corrected in chat here. No. Circling Seattle Sports says it was 51.9 to 48.1 in Seattle's favor. Uh, yeah, Jake saying, I think ESPN had us winning face offs. So, no, I'm sorry for your narrative, Dylan. I- I'm telling I you, I was, Kraken won the faceoff. I was looking up until there was under 10 minutes left in the game, and it was still in favor of the Sharks. So the, Kraken the Sharks had managed to, to tank the, the faceoff battle late. It must have been one of those one of the TV timeouts, and the coaching staff was like, "What's the one thing we haven't been doing well tonight? What what can we do so we win this across the board?" That's that's got to be it. Or yep. they were just like, "How do we upset Dylan the most?" Which is very fair. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a victory that you can take away uh, if you're the Sharks, you know, just try and upset Dylan the most. I mean, you already let Larson score the goal, so you, you can't yeah. really steal the smile off of you. Nope, definitely not going to happen tonight. But that is that is funny. Yeah, I mean, good well, for the Kraken. You battle back, they won it. Good for them. Speaking of funny, kind of funny comment here from Striatic. The Winter Classic jersey reveal video had me thinking they had named Alexiak captain for a split second. So you saw the, the number 24 yes. jerseys with the C on them. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody kind of thought that at first, like that was like kind of like, a, oh, okay, like, what are we, what's going on here? Uh, I again, assuming that it's twenty four because it's going to be played on you know January first, twenty twenty four. So they went with the number there, and it just happens to line up with Alexiak uh, in that way. You see the Marshawn video? No, I didn't. But they put out on I, they put it out on Twitter. Oh, Marshawn, where, yeah, Marshawn, yeah, Marshawn Lynch. Lynch. That was yes. fantastic. Yes, that was like. It's one of what? Like, I'm just going to take that. Which one yeah. of you is going to put your yeah, you know, put themselves on the line to stop me? Who's going to stop me? Nobody's going to stop me. Uh, that was fantastic. I watched that right before the game. And then they, they had it up on the twins during one of the intermissions. And everybody, you know, anytime he pops up anywhere, right? Everybody just loses it. Because why why wouldn't you? Uh, but that was, a, that was a fantastic one, too. Just because it's like, it's got my number on it. Like, <laughs> like it's mine. Like, that's what you did, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So pretty great. That's great. Um, and Nicole saying Alexiak for captain is a sleeper pick. You know what, Jamie Alexiak? Let's let's praise Jamie Alexiak for a little bit. I saw a um, a fun stat today. I think it was it was from Micah McCurdy. It was from one of the uh, analytics guys. Um, but he was saying that there's like ten players this season who have blocked at least one goal, one expected goals worth of shots. And Alexiak was second on that list. He's blocked one and a half goals worth of shots by expected I- goals. I absolutely believe it. And this actually plays into the super chat that I know you're probably oh, going to get to, yep. but I'm, I'm grabbing it just because it fits with what we're talking about from Chip there of, I need a clip of Tanov on the PK defending our zone after losing his stick. He still played better than a Sharks player with their stick, uh, which is definitely true. I mean, Tanov just totally reinvigorated this PK as we've talked about. But on that same PK, Lars had a big shot block, but Alexiak had, I believe, three shot blocks in like 30 seconds. Like just none of those pucks ever found their way to to Joey just because they were blocking them all. And Alexiak was a big part of that, especially with stuff that was coming across the crease. I was very impressed with Jamie Alexiak, you know, being able to see him in person kind of more from a top down view than what I'm used to on the broadcast on the PK, the way he really helps cover for the goaltenders. He utilizes that size of he can still he can drop to a knee, but he's still big. 
right? And so a lot of what he was doing was if there was a quick snap across the path off uh, across the zone, he knew where that kind of like sleeper guy is waiting to set up in case it gets there, right? And so he would always make sure before he's even turned his head, he doesn't even know if that pass is going to make it to somebody, right? He was just instantly on one knee and he would turn and just put his body right where the goaltender wasn't because, you know, goaltender can't get there that fast, right? Um, so he, he did a fantastic job of covering and, and he did. He saved a goal tonight with one of those. One of those shot blocks would have been a goal just because there was no way any goaltender was going to get there fast enough, uh, but Jamie Alexiak was there. So yes, definitely want to bring that up. And then yes, just to play to the, to the super chat there a little bit, Tanev without the stick. I mean, look, he's still out there. He's still in a passing lane. Can't pass through a guy, right? He's still, he's still solid. <laughs> yeah, no, that was great from Tanev. And thank you, Chip, for the super chat. Um, and, and Brooke Tanev was hilarious during that. Our section was cracking up. Same when they accidentally pushed the goal horn instead of the assist sound during the goal announcement. I didn't catch that on the broadcast. Yes, they did do they did do that for uh, the Tolvanen goal announcement. I believe it was was it the first or the second one? It was one of the, to, the Tolvanen ones. And yeah, they they pressed the the, the goal sound. They, they quickly <laughs> put put their finger off the button, but it was there. That's pretty funny. Um, and Casey seemed like he could have picked up his stick multiple times, but he just didn't. I think he wanted the extra challenge. <laughs> I mean, with the score that way, too. why not? I thought the same thing. There was a couple of times where he was close enough. He could have probably reached out and grabbed it. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and and uh, also just want to get this from Brooke to up a little bit. You know, the messages of thanks. Also love how much you two have taught me about hockey and the Kraken. Just got into it their first season because I lived near CPA and it was something to do and ended up loving it. I, I, I love hearing those stories too, where someone, you know, you just kind of give hockey a try, like whatever, I'll watch it and then just fall in love with the sport. Um, it's It's one of the best things. Definitely. You see that um, coop at the bottom? That's interesting. All right, here from Coop. Yeah, RJ, it's probably worth mentioning the Winter Classic jersey price differences just so people know they don't have to spend $300. NHL Shop has the official Adidas without the uh, Winter Classic patch, which is $15 for $239. Okay, well, that's that seems like a steal, right. and you could get that patch put on. Right. I think Adidas is selling blank ones for like $170 too. Okay, thank you, Coop. Yeah, helping people be informed yeah, consumers here. Check, check that out, everybody, if you, you, know, if you can. Because that's a that's a big deal. And B, if you get the Winter Classic patch separately, do you attach it yourself, or do they put it on for you if you go to the team store in person? That's a good question. I would assume they could put it. on. I think I know they can at the team store. I I, I think they will do it for you. Um, if I, hey, our buddy Charles, if you're still in here, circling yeah. Seattle Sports, I know you would know the answer to that. Um, so if you're still in here, please put that in chat. Let people know. I don't know if anybody else has had um you know, had them put on a patch. Cause I know people sometimes get like, whether it's the inaugural season patch or the Muckle Street patch or whatever. Oh, here we go. Speculation here from someone who may or may not have sources. The price may be due to these jerseys being stitched. At least this run is interesting. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's true. You, I guess you want to know if you're getting a stitched Jersey or, you know, or the heat pressed one, cause there is a difference there. Right. And that's what I was talking about. I saw that there was a fanatics one. It was in the woman's cut. But I didn't, you know, they weren't really selling it. I imagine that was on online. That's that's really interesting. And then yeah. I'll work to find out about the Winter Classic patch. They've done that for patches before, at least the ones that are regulated. These ones today do per the team store. So, okay, go. that's good information. Thank you, thank you very much, Charles, uh, for uh, for helping us out with that. I I always I, I love learning about just kind of how this stuff works mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, from these sources people may or may not have behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, but it's always very interesting stuff. Um, and, and Lee asked, but can you get the Winter Classic styled numbers names applied later? Uh, that one may be. Well, I, I mean, because I think they have mm -hmm. everything to put it on the jersey yes, like I, at I, the store yes i saw that at the store at kci they had all the the numbers and and the lettering and all that stuff out they were actively working on that it was a madhouse right like two oh, two I'm days sure. before black friday it was crazy everybody was getting those jerseys and they definitely had all that stuff to customize it they were customizing them there on the spot putting all that stuff on um so you know i, I know they definitely have that at the kci one i have to imagine they have that at the layer here as well i would be yeah, shocked they do. if it wasn't they do. Um, but I, you know, I don't know about online. Yeah. Um, let's see, Chip, the Adidas ones on the NHL shop should be stitched as well. At least it looked like it from the pictures. It'll say yeah. in the description. Yeah. In the description, it'll tell you. Yeah. So um, I would just check that if you're, 
you're worried about it at all, anybody. Yeah. And Al, full stitches and hockey just go together like peaches and cream. That's for sure. Um, let's oh, see. This, this is interesting. Look at that. From my understanding and from my contact with the Kraken store, the stitches were only on this current run that the team currently has. Ooh. Oh, huh. look. All right. Spec rampant speculation time, RJ. And, Go and for it. we all know this, everybody, right? With the reverse retros last year, they had a lot of those left over, right? Like there was a yep. big run on them, but they, they had a lot still, right? And that's why we saw them kind of heavily, heavily discounted um, at the end of the season. I wonder if they were a little worried about something similar happening here where they didn't want to overdo it, right? You know, and I yeah, I it would make sense. Something like that happen. Yeah, I think so. Because the reverse retros, yeah, they they had a lot of those left over. I think they overshot the estimate there. Um, didn't realize ahead of time they'd be cursed. Um, right. But these ones don't seem to be, at least, from early returns. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll find out in a month and a week or so. <laughs> yeah, with them wearing them. Yeah. NHL shop, stitch, tackle, twill, team, and player details. Um, yeah, that's, that sounds stitched to me, then. Dylan may or may not be correct. Wink. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's what I thought when I was thinking about it. I mean, I will say every time they've talked about it, they say that they're limited edition, but I just took that to mean like you've got them for through the winter classic. And yeah, they won't sell them next year, after, right? Like you're yeah. not going to do it next year. Um, but maybe, maybe when they, they say that they maybe mean a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah, and B pointing out, weren't the Vegas jerseys announced to be super limited? Maybe Kraken ones were somewhat similarly stocked. Yeah, in the Vegas press release, they did have, they said like in very limited numbers, they're available at their at the armory, their armory, um, you know, at their team store. Uh, and so I think, yeah, they, those were really limited in Vegas anyway. That's such an interesting way. I mean, everything that the NHL has done for this has been so different from what we've ever seen from them. Yeah. I'm very, very intrigued by by all of it. And, you know, now is probably not the best time to get into it all. I know, yes, um, we are but, over the hour mark now. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's that's that is really interesting. I'm going to think about this, talk to people, try to figure something yep. out. See what we can figure out. I know you're the reporter on the ground uh, for this week, Dylan. So we'll see what you can find out. Um, <laughs> see if we you can, uh, you know, match my investigative reporting chops, which are not that great. But so low <laughs> bar, but we'll see if you can clear it. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so as we are, are over the hour mark here, kind of last call, just, you know, for anything in chat here, we'll, we'll probably try and wrap it up pretty soon. Um, you know, just cause we're, we're over the hour Thanksgiving tomorrow. Got to get ready for that. Yeah, I know you got to go, um, you know, go out to your, uh, back to your grandparents' house to spend the Thanksgiving with them. Um, so anything else Dylan to uh, add? Huh? I, I, not really. It was, it was, you know, I think because of the holiday, it was maybe a little light, uh, attendance wise. Just which makes sense. Uh, yeah. you just watching traffic today. Uh, I was in traffic every time I was leaving the city. I was never in traffic entering the city. So I wasn't totally surprised to see that. But again, the crowd was electric as always. CPA, they know they know what they're doing here, right? The fans, everybody, everybody just gets it going. It's so much fun to be in this building to watch a hockey game. I really recommend it to anybody who can uh, make it out here. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. What what did what were you thinking during this game, RJ? Because I got a taste of it from the text messages. I know you probably talked about it earlier on, but just like was was I mean, was this weird for you being a former Sharks fan, kind of seeing things like this? <laughs> being no, it really wasn't because this team I just don't recognize the team I saw on the ice. Like they happen to be wearing Sharks jerseys, but I just it just feels so separate from any Sharks team that I, that I grew up liking or, or rooting for anything like that. It just feels so distant from that. Yeah. I, I never saw, you know, through, through 15 years of being like a hardcore Sharks fan, I never saw them play like that. And there were nights where they, you know, looked bad and got blown. I never saw a team like that. Yeah. So I, it's just, it felt totally different. I didn't feel anything like that. It was just a cracking game. It, it really, it was just the hockey fan side of me that was just like, wow, I've never seen a team this bad. In yeah. my life, I've never seen a team this bad. And so it was just the fascination with that. That was the number one thing from this game where I was just really fascinated because I hadn't watched them very closely this season. I didn't see the 10-2 game or the 10-1 game. I just saw right. highlights afterward. I hadn't watched them for a full 60 minutes. And so that was the interesting part for me is just watching a team in the NHL that bad for a full 60 minutes. It was just yeah. fascinating. It is, right? It was, it was very strange to see it in person. 
Yeah, yeah, the the oddity there, and Edward pointed out the oddity of RJ in California and Dillard in Seattle. You know, hey, that's that's how it is right now. But uh, it's you know good good for us on on Thanksgiving, getting to spend it with some family. Uh, you know, we we are grateful for that. We're thankful for that. We're thankful for all of you and this community. We're thankful for our sponsor, Flatstick Pub, for sponsoring each and every one of these post game lives, allowing us to do what we do and have these here. Yes, Dylan, you get to do the little point thing. Um, you know, thank you to Flat. Flat Stick Pub um, for sponsoring these post game lives. And as we hit the hour five minute mark, um, you know, I think I, I guess I do get to say it again this time, huh? Mm -hmm. All right. So till after Thanksgiving, we will see you all next time. <laughs>